You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I ain't got no AKAs today because we got a lot going on. Um, but I am joined by my friend and my co-host. Hey everybody, it's Candace. You know me as Not So Newlywed PC on all social media. And my AKA today is, um, I like my flowers in a vase. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, and I got 8011 vases sitting around the house. And if I say I want another one, then I, that's just what it is. Um, <laughs> I also want to say, stop letting people who trying to go viral get y'all so out of y'all hookup. Like at some point, you've got to be able to tell when the motherfucker is trying to go viral. Mm-hmm. Anytime somebody is making a video and it leads to a battle of the sexes, this was their shot at going viral. Yeah, there is you- value in viral. And you, I like that. Come on, alliteration. Yeah, you there. see me? Let me in. You hear me knocking? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's value in going viral. Next thing you know, a motherfucker go viral off one video on TikTok or Instagram Live or even Facebook or Twitter. Next thing you know, they got a fucking podcast and booking information in their bio. Y'all got to mm-hmm. learn to realize when people are going viral and, and approach these conversations as such. Like, AKA, I, don't I said, participate in them. Or if you participate in them, get out your fucking feelings. Like, know that this person did this for attention. Because let me ask you, even if you don't have a, even if you don't own a vase, at some point you would figure to put your those flowers in something. No person with any common sense would sit flowers on the floor for three days and let them die. Furthermore, <laughs> if you've ever received roses you would know that those roses would not look like how they did in a video after three days with absolutely no water, not having the stems cut. They would have been wilted to high heavens. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes just use your common sense. It's okay to, you know, participate in these conversations. They could be fun. They could be funny, you know, but y'all get so invested. Y'all start throwing shots and throwing jabs and looking stupid. And it's like, it's really not that serious. It's some eight ninety nine roses from Kroger's. Like it's it's truly not the end of the world. It's just a conversation. I enjoy these conversations because it steamrolls into bigger things that could be talked about. And a lot of you, a lot of women have not been freed yet. Y'all pretend like y'all have been, but y'all haven't been truly freed yet. And conversations like this always show it because y'all start doing that thing y'all like to do. Well, you should be grateful, man. Bought you some flowers. Flowers is like bare minimum in romance, if we being honest. It's like the least you could do if you're trying to romance somebody. You buy a woman some flowers. Nobody has to be grateful for some $8.99 flowers out of Ace. Like, let's be gratefulness has often been used against women to get them to settle or not look at the bigger picture of what they deserve from somebody. Well, you better be grateful he less like to stay at home and play video games while not contributing to the household. He could be out cheating. What? Stop telling women what they need to be grateful for. That's not really your your place. Y'all got to stop doing that. I hate that shit. You should be grateful. I don't got to be grateful for shit. I'll knock all this shit over. 
<laughs> real for real. That's the type of bitch I am. I'm not grateful. I'm deserving. I reciprocate as well. But there's that. And there's also, friend, I got a, uh, I was up in the middle of the night scrolling and I came across this article saying that paperwork has been filed uh, stating that Bow Wow is the father of that little boy that he spoke about. Remember on this last season of Love uh, Growing Up Hip Hop? Yes. Remember that? So mm. I didn't know that once the camera stopped rolling, he stopped claiming that baby. Mm. He basically, um, they showed receipts from him on social media when people would say, you know, what's your greatest accomplishment? And he was like being a dad to shy. And they was like, what about your son? And he was like, what son? And shit like that. I just, Basically, let me say you, this. Use that shit for a storyline. Use it for a storyline. My thing is, we got to have a come to God about little Bow Wow, Shad Moss, whatever the fuck. He has always been a terrible person. Yes, he has accomplished a lot musically. Yes, it's a lot of people who, who will never be able to go toe-to-toe with him accomplishment-wise and record soul and things of that nature. But in at his core, he is a rotten little motherfucking lollipop guild ass motherfucker. He is a rotten little gnome. From the abuse yeah. that we've seen him inflict on other on, on partners. Let's not forget that Kiyomi beat him the fuck up after he was trying to abuse her. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that when um, Joy Chavez first came forward about her daughter being with Bow Wow, he denied it and, t- and then paternity proved it. And he's doing the same thing with his son. And I hope that lady gets all the child support her heart desires because he's not a good person. And, and you know, he likes also being in proximity to abusers. Soldier yeah. Boy oh, shit. and he, so he, on and he, so forth. He is one. He is an abuser. We got to stop forgetting. Well, I never forget, but people as a general got to stop forgetting he's an abuser just because he got every time he have a meltdown, he want to bring up how many albums he sold. That's all well and good, but you a shitty person. That's why I didn't. Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, I haven't watched any of the verses, even ones I, you know, for artists that I like. I, but yeah, I did not. What, what, I did not watch the verses with him and, and so, Soulja Boy. Boy. Yeah, like two, know, two abusers, two abusers. In the same vicinity that I didn't I didn't care to watch none of that shit. So slapping you know, it up it's, like it's nothing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean he's yeah. a shitty person. Uh he's an abuser, he's a terrible person, and I really ain't got nothing for him. So and he can eat shit and, and go to hell. Um with that said, we're gonna hop right into the shows because we have a lot to cover. We bringing you four shows. We're gonna kick it off with Black Ink Crew. Black Ink Crew, Chicago. Um, I don't feel sorry for four. I don't feel sorry for Nina. This is what happened when you think with your genitals. You motherfuckers were so busy slapping skins unprotected during a pandemic where y'all met in DMs and instantly fucking started living together. And she got pregnant before y'all had even really 
established that y'all were in a relationship and really had put the work in to get to know each other, the ins and outs, the ups and downs, and, you know, get beyond that honeymoon phase. And now here y'all are bringing a baby into the world and it's nothing but fucking calamity between y'all. And for you definitely didn't need no fucking kids because you are stupid. You stupid with a big dick. That's it. You dumb. That motherfucker said, let's get a paternity test. Nigga, what? Let's, and let's get a paternity test before the baby gets here. First of all, do you know how dangerous that is to the baby? Right. The only time they like to do invasive procedures on, on pregnant women is when they're trying to determine any genetic issues. Basically mm. like an amniocentesis. I think that's how it's pronounced. But yeah. that's that's an invasive procedure. And they tell you repeatedly, 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 repeatedly that the odds go up of you miscarrying when they do those type of procedures. So why, first of all, why you need a, a paternity test on somebody that you've been shacking up with all pandemic long? I was about to say, like you, you like que- questioning whether you the father is the line, but you was willing to shack up with this person in the pandemic for you goddamn idiot. And have unprotected sex with them. Also that, <laughs> like what? <laughs> and you want a paternity sex test. With them. And, and like, if you wanted a paternity test, like, wouldn't common sense say, let's do that as soon as you find out she was pregnant? Not like when she's right about to have the baby when it, at the time y'all it's, recording this. Hello. And like, it's fucking weird because dummy. let's have a, I know a lot of people, especially a lot of stupid people, like, like the fours of the world, the forever dumbs. Y'all don't really understand how how hard it is for a woman to get pregnant because there is it's not a specific time when you know a woman is ovulating the egg has dropped and that's when your sperm can meet it if the sperm can get in no it's like a a week's worth of time and you never know which exact day she's ovulating you never know how long the sperm will will stay alive and swim like it takes a lot to get pregnant so y'all had to be fucking raw from basically the jump of the fucking relationship Mm-hmm. If you even no want to call it a relationship, to be honest, the situationship. There you go. The fuckuationship, like y'all yes. was just fucking <laughs> and playing house. Was, <laughs> y'all are playing, stupid. They, they was playing Twitter. They definitely was. They was playing uh, sliding them DMs and shit. Like mm-hmm. it sounds good. I promise it sounds good. But when you close your your device, when you close these apps, you need to act like a fucking adult. Mm-hmm. And I never knew how much you motherfuckers really was trying to live the shit that you talk about on social media until we see situations like these. And you be like, are you fucking dumb? Yes, they are. Yes, y'all they are, are not, very dumb. Y'all are not having conversations. Like when you sit at, when you decide to lay down with somebody unprotected, you should be having a conversation about if pregnancy occurs. Are y'all getting full? Are y'all even being screened? No. Are y'all getting full panel STD screens? Y'all no, ain't doing none of this. Y'all just they, busting nuts and praying. They. St- <laughs> That's funny. They stupid, friend. They stupid. They are very fucking stupid, and I don't feel sorry for them. The only person I feel sorry for is that baby. Right. One because I only they got feel stupid sorry for little forever. They got <laughs> one. They got stupid parents, and they named that baby what they named it. Just goddamn dumb. Forever foolish. Also, <laughs> exactly. 
also speaking of foolish um whoever this person was at forge at uh not for at don's gym talking about so we got to shut this, everything down because one person had covid nigga yes nigga yes i hate that that they have allowed you niggers and I'm, it's a the hard yard. <laughs> hard yard. I hate that they have allowed you niggers to get on TV and, and be stupid when it comes to COVID because we've got almost two years worth of data and information that says that COVID is no fucking joke. And it has, it has whipped black people's asses the hardest. Mm-hmm. And if I got another thing, if you motherfuckers would go get vaccinated, and mm. if you would require gym patrons to be vaccinated, you mm. wouldn't have to worry about your shit being shut down. I guarantee it. Let me say it like a friend for I guarantee. I guarantee if y'all was vaccinated like y'all was supposed to be and you require your patrons to be vaccinated, this would not be a situation that you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of this COVID shit, man. We all are, but you you stupid motherfuckers won't get vaccinated. And I say that with my chest because black people have the lowest vaccination rate of all people in this country. Y'all too busy trying to complete vac- conflate vaccination with the Tuskegee experiment and shit. Oh, dear God. I'm so tired. Instead of just having conversations with your doc, but I, you know what? A lot of black people, even when they have access to health care, do not go to doctors because there is some mistrust of, amongst doctors and black people, and rightfully so. True. However, you niggas but are also stupid. You niggas are stupid. And also, it's your job to find health care providers to, that you trust because you need to go to the fucking doctor. Yes. Preventative health care is the best method of health care. Yes. Because once health issues start rolling in for a lot of Black people, they absolutely do not stop. Yeah. So. Um, and unfortunately, um, being serious just a little bit, unfortunately, we live in a country where um, our government and our politicians are so deep in corporations and big businesses asses they don't that they don't want to pass laws to provide health care um, access for black and brown people, black people specifically. So don't Absolutely. complicate they- don't t- complicate that even further by being dumb. And and while we're being serious, the cheapest form of health care is preventative health care. It is much cheaper to treat people and see people when they are not riddled with health issues. So if you have a mistrust for doctors, you need to have an even bigger mistrust for our government and and find a doctor that you can trust because they're going to profit off your health issues. Absolutely. They're going to run it up. They're going to run the score up once you have health issues. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yes, your mistrust is justified, but as an adult who knows how to make decisions for yourself, you have to do the work as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of doing the work, do, uh, what is it like? Do Kitty want to do the work? <laughs> huh? 
How say do, do, keep, do. do. No, no. I just want to ask Charmaine, like Charmaine, you have never tattooed a day in your fucking life. <laughs> I do not understand why you're not appointing a tattoo artist as manager of Second City Inc. You are running this shop with so much ego that you're never going to see the profit that you think you will. You are not a tattoo artist. You and it's evident because the artists in the the two artists in the piercer that you do have in the shop talking about y'all don't have proper supplies and shit. Last season, you didn't have proper paperwork and shit to open up a tattoo shop and and all of that. Why Mm -hmm. are you refusing? Why is your ego so big that you are refusing to appoint someone who understands the industry, understands the needs, the demands, and all of that of what tattooing requires? to help manage this fucking shop yes it's still your shop you still the owner but nobody wants to fuck with a tattoo shop that that doesn't give tattoo artists opportunity to shine and that's what you're doing you just want them to tattoo and don't want to let them shine in other areas such as leadership how you how you a tattoo shop and you don't let your artist tattoo i think what she's getting is like she she thinks she's Ryan, but not because while Ryan, you know, definitely made errors, you know, uh, in the past as far as like now Mad Gold went with appointing leadership and honestly his own leadership uh, at some at certain times. At least Ryan was a tattoo, a tattoo artist that was running a tattoo shop shop. Charmaine, you are not a tattoo artist. You have never been a tattoo artist. You don't know the first thing about tattooing. Honestly, you don't know the, the, what you was at Nine Mag, shop manager. Like, you don't know shit about managing. <laughs> Hell, you had no uh, business being a shop manager at Nine Mag, if we being honest. If we being completely honest, the only thing you managed to to, to keep up was mess. Uh, which will which put a pin in that. Which I want to. Um, we I think we on the same page, friend. Mm-hmm, yeah, we are. We gonna get there. Um, so I don't un, like. I think that she's trying to have the ego of Ryan, but she don't have the credential. Like again, like Ryan made mistakes, but and Ryan has an ego too. But again, at the very least, the nigga was a tattoo is a tattoo artist. Charmaine is not that. A so very I don't good know when you don't have the license. You yeah, don't right. have the license. You don't have the credentials. You don't we have to be ink. honest and not. We're not taking nothing away from you wanting to be an entrepreneur, but you need to you need to take your entrepreneurial desires in a different direction because nobody is ever going to fuck with a tattoo shop that doesn't empower the tattoo artist there. Yeah. Like you are I literally think- trying to be uh the Hitler of Second City Inc. <laughs> you you brought in Kitty as a brand ambassador, don't want her doing nothing. You basically want that girl to show up and be your fucking administrative assistant. And you'll greet right. her like she work at fucking Walmart. Right. You have two artists in this big ass shop tattooing. One piercer that fucking uh that is through Prince, his brother. Then you get you bring in another potential artist. You take a call from your dad instead of excusing yourself out of the office or having Kitty or one of the artists come show him around or talk to him. And you sitting in the, in the office on the phone with your dad crying while you got a potential employee in your office. Where's the fucking professionalism? She's never had And it. I don't I mean, give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if any 
everybody thinks I'm being insensitive. This your fucking business that you got to keep reminding everybody you the boss and you not very much carrying it like a boss. You bring all your personal shit to work, but you feel like you don't need a shop manager. I don't think it's being insensitive because anybody with common damn sense would have, like, it wouldn't have taken her no time to ask somebody, like, ask, you know, Kitty or somebody else to, like, show him around the shop. Like, that's, like, it's, that's common damn sense. Like, it wouldn't have taken any energy or, like, extenuated effort for her to do that. Or excuse herself. Like, so I don't think that's being insensitive at all. That's just common damn sense, which we know Charmaine don't fucking have. Exactly. Which, speaking of, bringing it back to what I said, put a pin in that. So, we talked about four. Um, four's uh, opening for the gym Don. being shut down. Oh, Don, Don. sorry. Don. We talked about Don's uh, opening for the gym being uh, postponed because someone contracted COVID. Um, and Charmaine, uh, uh, he stopped by Charmaine's uh, Sex City Inc. to invite Charmaine. Um, and Charmaine told Neek. And Neek, um, because of the whole thing with, you know, the rumor about her fucking van and all this, then the third, Neek never forgave or fuck with them for that, which I get. I do understand. I get it. To an extent. However. To, however. However. <laughs> Neek, I'm going to need you to shut the fuck up a little bit. Because have you not watched this show? Like, <laughs> you, I'm not saying you... Like, shouldn't feel the way, but at the same time, nigga, literally what them niggas did far Charmaine go with mess and who fucking pales, who stuff pales in comparison to all of the mess Charmaine has kept up over the fucking years amongst yeah. that group of guys, which yes. is why she so easily yes. has no problem going back yes. to kick it with them. Yes. Like, come on, friend, let's run the list down. You ready? I yeah. started off. Go ahead. Charmaine started fucking Don knowing he was with Ashley, Ashley. Mm-hmm. and got beat up 42 times because of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's one. Uh, next. The, oh, next. Yep, um, come on. Next. She was instrumental in instigating the mess between Ryan, Rachel, Kat, and her damn cousin, um, what's her name? Curtis used to call her Ducktails. I forget her name, but her too. Yeah, like she, she yep. was in the mix and all of that. Then didn't uh, she and uh four kind of mess around and and his old girlfriend Nikki beat her ass on my trip? Or was that um Ducktails? That was uh that was somebody else, but no. Uh, Charmaine was the one who was running around telling the <laughs> shop about Don having that outside daughter. She found out about it on Instagram and started spreading it amongst the shop. Mm -hmm. That was Charmaine. Then remember the girl that said she was pregnant by Don and had an abortion? Yep. Charmaine was instrumental in that as well. Remember when they tried to carry uh carry out a coup d'etat of nine mag and snatch it from Ryan, her and mm-hmm. Van, her and Van, yep. her and Van, and they ultimately uh threw uh Don and Four in that mix as well. Mm-hmm. That was Charmaine. Then they started that clusterfuck of a disaster. Second, uh, Loyalty Inc., which blew up in fucking flames. Mm-hmm. Like 
I'm not being funny when I say this, but you need, this is what happens when you are somebody who doesn't hold yourself accountable for the shit you do like Charmaine, because you're now your husband only sees one side because you never had the heart and the courage to own up to the shit that you've done in the years over that shop. Only ever painted yourself as a victim that was being mistreated by those men. And see, my thing so is, I don't oh, go ahead because I, no, I, I was going to say, so your husband has no idea why you want to continue to congregate with these people when, according to you, they have treated you so goddamn poorly over all these years. So much so that you needed to start your own tattoo shop, even though you're not a tattoo artist. But we already covered that. See, my thing is, I don't even could need that much slack because. Like, I'm sorry, but like, bro, have you not, like I said, have you not watched this fucking show? Like, if you're going to get, because you, there's no way you finna sit here and tell me to my face that Neek didn't know who Charmaine was in Chicago before they met. Ain't no way you finna tell me he ain't know. So like, bro, no the evidence, way. the evidence of Charmaine being a piece of shit and doing exactly the type of shit that four did to, you know, you, to her and by extension, you like, that's Charmaine's MO. That's like, so like, bro, you can't be this goddamn oblivious that, you know, uh, you know, as we clearly have seen on Twitter, you know, these last couple of days, like one thing about them tables, baby, they turn. So I'm not saying that you got to be all buddy-buddy with four and all them, but I, what I am saying is you need to stop being fucking performative. That's what I am saying. Because, nigga, like you talking about bad vibes, nigga, your wife is bad vibes. You talk about snake vibes. Nigga, your wife is snake vibes. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, Neek? And just recently stopped being snake vibes because life Hello? started beating her upside the motherfucking head. Let's Hello? be honest. Let's Hello? have a conversation. Because prior to Charmaine's mom passing away, Charmaine was still hell on wheels trying to compete with Ryan and create havoc and chaos amongst Nine Mag. Yeah. And then she had to pump her brakes because she was pregnant. Her mom passed her like life beat Charmaine over the head and sat her down. Charmaine did not sit herself down and reassess her behavior and look inward. So you are doing a whole bunch of fucking grandstanding as a nigga that's married to a messy ass bitch. Let's let's talk about it. Like and if you didn't want to be married to a messy ass bitch, then you shouldn't have gotten married to a messy ass bitch. Problem solved. But she is a messy ass bitch. And yeah. we're just gonna call the thing a thing here. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. No shade, but shade. No, I'll, I'm saying it with my chest all shade. Like Neek, shut the hell up. You and, and that stay got, shut the hell up. You and that goddamn sharpy ass head of yours can shut the hell up. And stay shut the hell up. As a matter of fact, you need to tell your wife to shut the hell up sometimes. Maybe so maybe y'all can have some damn peace in y'all life. To be honest, I think that was it for working. Well, Did we miss that anything? Was it for Black oh, King. congratulations to Heaven for transitioning. Oh, yeah, congratulations, Heaven. You look wonderful, girl. Yes, we love it. We love to see it. We love to see one thing I can say about Black Ink as a franchise is they do not make a mockery out of the LGBTQIA community, right? We have seen phenomenal artists. Um, who were in the community come through Black Ink and they have always been respected as such. Yeah. So we love yeah. that. We love that. Uh, moving mm-hmm. on, let's let's go to Salt Lake City. Okay. 
because I would like to punch Lisa Barlow in the mouth. <laughs> this is a Lisa Barlow hate podcast. Because you played in Whitney face. And I do not respect a bitch who can't stand up and say shit with her chest. Mm-hmm. You tried to use Whitney as a prop. You have been talking shit about Whitney since since the first season. Yeah. You have been talking shit about Whitney since she told you that your bartenders got drunker than the guests that her vow renewing was fucking her house up. Mm-hmm. So for you to sit in this woman's face talking about, I thought we was friends. Ain't no fucking way you thought you was friends with that girl. You paid her dust at Angie's event. You said Question why she was there when you literally had her name in your mouth. Continue, friend. Until she hit the fan. Once she hit the fan, you was like, oh, my God. We friends, Whitney. Let's hang out. Let's Doing double all date. All, crying and shit. all that crying. All of that because you wanted to you wanted to slap Angie in the face for calling you out on your shit. And being friends slash cousins with Whitney. Just a whole fucking mess. And not only are you gonna play on her face, play on her face, play on her face and her husband's face. Why your husband is also right there just looking confused as shit. Because how we on a double date and you invite somebody else. You're right. I like no. no. Last time I checked, the double date meant double, like double couples on a double date. You inviting Harry Dick and Tom and shit. Trying to flex like, oh, look at us, Whitney, with such great friends. Whitney said, bitch. <laughs> Excuse me. What I was proud of Whitney for standing up to you in that moment and not letting it fester. Like she called you the fuck out. She did. She, she really did. did. She really called you the fuck out and said, was... You using me as leverage in this situation with you and Angie. I was hollering though, like both of their husbands just sitting here, like, no, have mercy. <laughs> we can't go one fucking day. One <laughs> we, day, Lord. Uh, they husband was just like, nah, we just had a good conversation about trying to get these two women on a good page, and here they go. Lord, here have mercy. Go being <laughs> like, we just want to go play golf and talk about our wives in a positive light, and here y'all go. <laughs> We can't have nothing. We can't even have a scotch, Lord, on the rocks. God damn. Please. It, but, I mean, she needed, we, we, uh, we needed to call her out, though. I was just laughing at the husband. The husband was just sitting there like, oh, uh. They were like, you know that gift for Alonzo uh, Morning? He was on the bench. Yeah. That's when they just be shrugging and shit. Yeah. Like, eh, <laughs> yeah. eh, eh. We tried. Yeah. We tried. We really did. We tried. <laughs> Shit ain't work out. We yeah. tried. But Damn that so- that's what it that's what it was giving. That's what mm-hmm. it had gave. Cause I mean, I mean, yeah. honestly, what else could they do? Cause it's not because they not finna to get into women's business. They want to be friends, but they, you know, their wives not, but it's Lisa's fault. So I mean, what can they say? They just sitting there like, oh well, we tried. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's really nothing you could do at that point, but let yeah. the let the fire burn. Yeah, and I I really want Lisa's husband to to wake up a little bit. Yeah, and and realize that his wife keeps a lot of shit going. Yeah, yeah. 
He need to be more like, like Crystal Potomac. Yeah, he keeps she, she keeps a lot of shit going, and he always trying to be oblivious to it. That's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying call her out in front of everybody, but look look at the way she carries on and the way she does shit. Because how she did how she did with Whitney was absolutely some snake shit. Yeah. Because whatever Angie said you did, you did that shit. Because you do, you taking too many weird ass measures to try to cover it up. If you know you had nothing to do with her cater pulling out of that situation, then you would just have receipts for that. Listen, I ain't called no goddamn body. Here's my phone records. Here's the text message. I haven't called nobody. I haven't put nobody in nothing. Mm -hmm. You lying. You doing too much. And it's giving stupid bitch. Mm -hmm. Speaking of doing too it much, I got a question I want. To, I got a question I want to propose to you because I can't make heads or tails of this. Do you think that the stuff going on with Mary and Robert Senior? Do you think that's legitimate, or do you think that's just something for them to have a storyline? Because Mary ain't got. She need a storyline. Okay, we need a storyline because. Okay. Okay. Two motherfuckers who don't even sleep in the same room. What what chaos is gonna happen once the son go off to college or wherever the fuck his weird ass going? Yeah, okay, we on the same page. Because I'm what's just gonna happen? Like... Y'all literally spent the whole fucking pandemic apart. What are we talking about here? <laughs> like I'm just sitting here looking like. So what am I supposed to care about? Because this seems really fabricated. It is fabricated, considering that they told us that they did not quarantine together. So it's just kind of like, this gives I don't know me, what y'all want from us. But it's not but giving. I, no. It, you know what it is giving me? Mary not arguing with Jen no more, so we need something for her to do. Yeah, that's exactly what it's giving and what it's gave. And what has gotten? And what has gotten is on my damn nerves. Oh, my fucking nerves. Yeah, friend, we there. We we there. Mm. We there, and I, I appreciate you having the same stance as me on that. And Anything speaking, else really happened? Speaking of, and this is another question, because I kind of have the same feeling about this, but I'm not completely sure. Do you think this thing with Janine and her husband, like, about the kids stuff, does this give you, we need something for them to do too? No, this gives me, um, y'all got to stop hyping up men of other uh, origins and races and such because they pieces of shit too. Because he is that. very much serious about them having more kids after she has risked her life in the double digits worth of times to try to give him children. And see, okay, so hear me out. I could like, Men of all races and stuff are generally dumb. Um, most of us are, well, all of us are socialized and conditioned to patriarchy and misogyny. And not too many of us take the time to even recognize that or acknowledge it and do work to unlearn. So I'm not saying that it's out of the realm of possibility. I just can't believe that this man is that goddamn dumb and steeped in that to where his wife done had went through 10 miscarriages 
for him to be this damn dumb and insensitive about her not wanting no more, no more kids. Like, sir, 10 double digit miscarriages. You cannot be this goddamn emotionally, emotionally uh, inept. You can't be. I mean, you it's highly likely you can, but it's just, I can't fat wrap my head around it. Nigga, one miscarriage would be enough. Like if, if my wife didn't want no more kids, be like, okay. Like one, 10, my nigga? What? Like you can't be this damn dumb. It's, it's, it's very, it's very much so weird that a man who likely does not help out very much with the rearing of the children as is, That's, is this pressed over having, having more. <laughs> Right, because he's a doctor, right? He's a chiropractor. That's or some all, shit. That also is why he's, like, he's not. He's not. Done. He's not home to help with the kids as is. So I'm just very much so trying to wrap my mind around the idea that you are going this fucking hard over to press your kids. wife about having kids. Like I mean, like I said, you know, you could 100% absolutely be right, friend. It's just, you know, typical, you know, cishead male insensitivity and misogyny. I just can't believe this man, who is also a doctor, you know, not a medical doctor, but also just a doctor and being this goddamn dumb in a sense. It is astounding to me. Yeah, it's it's very much so weird than a motherfucker. And, like, we y'all have talked about it get it off our tv screen now because i as a whole i feel like it's just insensitive to women as a whole to keep giving airtime to this man to talk about pressing his wife to have kids more kids after all she's been through yeah like enough is enough to me this is when you can can tell that the real housewives franchise are run by men gay or otherwise because you yeah. see insensitivity like this like you you see insensitivity also a huge 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 shout out to our good sis the brooke ashley um who got a chance to sit in on a bravo tv live q a um and they were joined by none other than pennywise darby <laughs> so <laughs> shout out to our good sis brooke on that home front she's doing her thing over there discussing everything real housewives and uh make sure you go check out her youtube channel because um she's gonna she's gonna give you something when it comes to all the housewives franchises she covers far more than we do in terms of housewives we pretty much stick to the black ones um but she's covering all of them uh what is it orange county beverly hills Jersey, New York, York, Potomac, you know, Salt Lake City, Atlanta. Yeah, you know, any, any, yes, any variation of the housewife, she's covering it. So we just want to give a huge shout out to her for that. Salt Lake City is about as white as we get. Yeah, Salt Lake City is about as white as we get. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's only because we got we got pulled in by the by the weirdness of the cast. Yeah, I mean, it's I will good. say Man, that, and we got to start it from this from scratch. Like we've been covering Housewives since before it made it into double digit seasons, mm-hmm. and even when Jeremy was um, bringing me on to recap it on Crown and Collars, is how long we've been covering Atlanta. So, yeah, and rich. then we started covering Potomac and um, 
Salt Lake City basically from their inception. So mm-hmm. I think you know, we have the rest of them are like just season what two? Yeah. Yeah, we locked in like season the season where where Monique joined. So season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When they drove Cherie's big chin. Never mind. <laughs> R.I.P. to that chin. Mm. <laughs> um, but that, that, that's all we had. That's all I think I wanted to talk about for Salt Lake City. I'm not interested in these real useless storylines that they're trying to feed us. Give us the give yeah. us the good shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, care about Jen trying to be a mama now. I don't care. I don't care at all. Um, she's a scammer. Until we hear more about this goddamn indictment, um, I don't give a fuck what Jen got going on. All right, and that's on God and and Larry Hoover. Speaking of, I just want to say I'm tired of manifesting. (laughs) I would like to sell drugs. Young nigga, move that dope. <laughs> Listen, um, but we're gonna hop on over to Potomac because uh first I, of all, know, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, friend. Kick us off. Uh well, first of all, um, we got our first looks. Um, I don't know if we talked about it last episode or but so this might be a repeat, but just bear with me. Uh, first of all, we got our first looks for shoots for the reunion. Um, Karen looks amazing. Absolutely. Uh, now, um, Giselle, Miss Mamas. Now, she looked like she dressed like the first lady of a crooked ass church, with which a, fits a crooked ass pastor. Which fits. Like, how are you such a she is such a waste of beauty, in my opinion? Because how are you that fine? How are you that beautiful of a woman and you don't have no style? Mm. Bitch. Her 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 lack of style is just like her lack of tact. I'm just I am so fucking utterly confused that a woman as beautiful as her. We'll not hire a good stylist to make the whole package come together. Girl, you see the what wig, it did for Steve Harvey. Hello? Fucking Giselle's reunion look. The hair looks bad. The outfit is terrible. The accessories look cheap. It just is a fucking mess. And same with Robin and that mother of the bride ass dress she got on from David's Bridal. <laughs> it's just fucking tacky, tacky lackeys. The tacky lackeys, that's what they are. Um, Wendy looked good. Wendy looked good. Uh, even Mia looked good to me. Yeah. Ashley looked all right. Her hair and makeup look better than anything. I don't understand wearing a pink glitter dress with black glitter heels. That's something I can't right? my head <laughs> Right? That's some shit I was expecting. Scully looks good. Yes. Um, But Robin, Robin and Giselle, as usual, are giving us worse dressed. Yeah. If they nothing just, else, they are consistently dressed terribly. They are consistently tacky in both in both etiquette and looks. So let's get into that to the episode. So Robin and Giselle show up and they are complaining about the accommodations. But let me tell you this. If you decline my invite to something that is planned and you show up anyways, you will take whatever scraps I have to spare. 
You don't get to be choosy when you came to some shit you declined to come to in the first place. Both Robin and Giselle made it very obvious in the group chat that they were not coming on this couple's trip. They didn't feel welcome. They didn't feel invited. Da 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 So why are y'all there? To be da da dumb and da da dumber. Show title. I mean, it was right now. I mean, uh... <laughs> but I mean, like, am I, am I, am I the I'm one that's in the wrong here? No, I feel like listen. once you said no, you wasn't coming. You should have stayed your ass the fuck at home. Listen, nayers can't be choosers. Oh my god! <laughs> y'all, y'all said nay, so you don't get to have a say in where you stay on this trip. God damn it. And I'm just saying, like, y'all are, at this point, y'all are trip crashers, and the fact that Wendy is still accommodating y'all says a lot, because I would have told y'all to take y'all asses right back home. You said you wasn't coming. And then, you showed up unannounced. You didn't hit me up and say, hey, we had a change of heart. We still want to come. Is there still space for us? Can Are you still able to uh, properly accommodate us if we come? And Wendy should have said, and if they had said that, Wendy would have said, there's like one room left and it doesn't have its own connecting bathroom. So I don't know how you feel about that. But y'all just showed up. Y'all didn't even give Wendy's a head up that y'all were still coming. What do you want from what do you want from Wendy? To keep up shit. They don't want any conflict resolved with Wendy. They just want to keep being chatty patties and dummies. And I believe. Well, we'll get there. I do want to say this. G, Mia has a lot to say for somebody whose husband constantly talks about her like she's nothing more than a sex toy. Mm. Like he, gives- he he constantly talks about her in front of the group like she just a, a, a cum rag. He gives me, he gives me big um, Greg uh, who used to be on Marriage Medicine Vibes. Yeah. And me is equally as ridiculous talking about oh, it's not a luxury trip. They don't have no valet. They don't have no turn down service. Maybe it's an Airbnb. Right. It's like, literally an Airbnb. Y'all are literally on the couple's trip. It literally should not be that big a deal. Are you telling me that you can't manage to keep the space where you are sleeping clean for two or three days on this trip? Is it and, that deep? And if you and if you can't, I would hate to see what y'all goddamn house back home look like. Um, I also want to bring up that you, Robin has a lot to say about everybody for somebody whose uh, fiance won't even come on a fucking couple trip. <laughs> Giselle is lonely and single. So her coming with nobody is to be expected. You got a whole fiance and a whole wedding. You've been hanging over the girl's head talking about who's going to be invited and who not. And we are so glad. Juan Dixon <laughs> continues to not be there for you because we see what the nature of that relationship is. He couldn't be bothered to come on a couple's trip. Oh, <laughs> that was well done, friend. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> and then Ashley and these elderly ass babies. 
<laughs> them babies, them babies about sixty look, in the get face. Benjamin Buttons and Benjamin Buttons too away from me. <laughs> and her and Michael couldn't manage not to argue, talking right. about don't call him bad. I don't like that. Ima- you know what? Never mind. Let me not say that. And I imagine if we talk to parenting experts and stuff like that, there is absolutely value in not calling kids bad. There are ways to correct the behavior of small children without insinuating they are bad kids. Because most time kids as small as baby as Tyler Dean or whatever his name is. Uh, you said it right. Okay, it's, it's Tyler. So kids as small as Dean are typically not bad. They're inquisitive. Mm-hmm. They're exploratory. They're trying to figure it out. They're blank slates. So if they do things that you deem bad is because you probably would consider it piss poor behavior from an adult or a bigger kid, but that's a toddler. Which is ironic considering their parents. Which is ironic considering a motherfucker who can't keep his hands to his motherfucking self. Mm -hmm. Now, shit. Touchy-feely Darby. (laughs) Exactly. Like Hands imagine, Darby. Like imagine a motherfucker. Imagine a motherfucker. I would who, suck his dick, Darby. Dick sucking Darby. Like imagine a motherfucker who don't respect boundaries, calling, talking about calling a kid bad. I know you fucking lying to me. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but it led to an argument, and then they got off the phone, which. I say and continue to say Ashley is there because she likes the lifestyle that Michael affords her and she doesn't want to let it go. Basically. And like, that's literally it for me. Like nothing about them gives me totally in love and happily together. Like they have to bargain for him to not cheat and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's very... Which again, ima- which again, imagine having to bargain with a motherfucker that was accused of sexual assault. Exactly. Hmm. I luck. do believe bad luck and prayers down, thumbs down, toes down, titties down, nipples, whatever, everything that could be down to say worst of luck. That's what it is to Ashley and Michael Darby. I can't stand them. Okay. Correct. Can't. Um, I I feel like Wendy deserves an award for being the most unbothered this season. Um, and the way that she is paying Giselle and Robin dust every time they try to have a temper tantrum because these two old hoes left in the middle of the night to go to a Marriott 30 miles away and they are acting like they got shipped to Vietnam or <laughs> some shit. They're acting like they, they were snatched in the middle of the night by by ice and deported or some shit y'all are going to a luxury hotel 30 miles away literally 30 miles 30 minutes away it is literally not that deep and again now i do understand you know robin's discomfort you know being you know on her on her cycle and not being comfortable not having access to a bathroom close by and stuff like that that's a perfectly natural feeling, 
But again, that's why it would have made sense for you to call Wendy and see what the accommodations were since you guys had declined to come and now wanted to come. And she would have told you that it's probably best if you stay at a hotel. Correct. But again, uh, but again, Robin and Giselle ain't got but two rutabagas flying around their head between them. So I'm very tired of, of me running your mama gate into the ground. Girl, leave Look, us and your mama alone. I'm very tired of you running your mom in this situation into the ground because when you sign up for reality TV, whoever you in introduced in your world while you are on these tv screens they will be fair game and you telling us how fragile your mama is she had no business being on this show furthermore i'm really really fucking tired of y'all acting like candace said something about your mama's addiction she you literally said your video low budget she said your mama low budget like if you if you grew up if you if you from the a certain time period that's a that's a very typical joan that's a very typical clapback your fat ass nigga your mama fat your dumb ass nigga your mama dumb you know what i'm saying so and I, you know how we feel about candace over here but y'all are really running this into the ground however Candace and uh, Mia sat down and they had a conversation about, you know, their discourse and, and why it escalated to where it escalated to. And I'm glad that Candace was honest about why somebody calling her video low budget was an issue. Even though Miss Mamas, if you gonna be in the music industry, you got to be prepared to take criticisms. Like, if you want to be a big R&B superstar, a big R&B diva, somebody calling some shit you doing low budget cannot send you into a tailspin like that. Because that is that is really the tip of the iceberg of how nasty people can get with people who trying to become celebrities. Which, I'm glad you brought that up because my issue with this is um, not even just with music, we know, and she know, uh, being Candace, she don't take criticism well at all, whether it's, you know, harsh or shit, even positive, constructive criticism. She don't even listen to her own, her own damn husband. So, like, I don't understand trying to even get into this venture because, again, the music industry, that's, ain't, that's nothing but critics and criticism. And you do not take well to criticism at all, be it harsh or constructive. You don't listen to no goddamn bodies. So I don't understand why you get in the industry or trying to get into an industry where you are going to have to listen to people knowing you don't damn listen to nobody. Exactly. You don't even listen to your own husband. Like, you really don't. So you I don't, don't even listen it. to him. IDK. I don't know. I don't get it. Um. Because God, because what gonna happen when somebody say you can't sing? Exactly. Which, and you can't. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I want to say that I believe that Robin is wholeheartedly projecting all of her insecurities on Wendy this season. 
and I and I'll I'll tell tell you guys why I feel that way because the pandemic has taken a super toll on Robin, as she has told us. It has led to her being depressed, not wanting to get out of bed, not wanting to be a an accountant for an involved mom or partner or anything else. But on the flip side, Wendy has thrived in this pandemic. She has thrived. She has started a new business with the candle stuff, which she just had her first big major release for a candle company and it sold out in like minutes. So shout out to her for that. She has managed to stay close to her husband. Her kids seem to be doing really, really well. And she now feels complete in her skin because she's gotten some work done to her body after breastfeeding three children. Her and Robin are on opposite ends of the spectrum as this pandemic surges on. And I do think that she is wholeheartedly projecting all of those insecurities on Wendy. She's not the same no more. She doing this. She doing that. She not the this. And well, none of us are the same as we were when this pandemic first started. Hello. This shit caught us all by surprise. And after struggling to stay healthy through it, losing friends, family, loved ones through it, having issues with employment through it, having trying to keep food in your mouth and on your table through it. If you got kids, making sure your kids are safe and happy and healthy and homeschooling and every fucking thing else. Nobody should be the same after this. If you manage to be the same person you were almost two years ago, you are the problem. I agree with Wendy. Stop projecting like... on that girl, Robin. She ain't did shit to you. And why never show up for you? That's the other thing. That's what all I jokes was aside, All jokes aside, why never shows up for Robin. Eddie is always there. That's what I was going to get to um, uh, with my points. I feel like Robin is, because Robin does not have a present and a concert for a partner, she is finding some kind of outlet to take to take out her frustrations she ain't gonna do it to her tacky lacky twin uh she's not gonna do it to candace she's not gonna do it to mia she's not gonna do it to ashley she's not she she's not gonna do it to karen because karen will, will verbally beat her ass uh so the next target that she f- probably feels like she can she can you know to your words project and lash out because she's not getting the support that she needs at home is wendy couple of that exactly. with these couple the that with these you know rumors and allegations which you know her and Giselle while they did not create them they damn sure brought it to the group to try to put a bug in here you combine that just a Robin found an easy target that she can lash out at because one not showing up for her when she needed the most yeah which honestly he has never shown up for her when she needed it the most yep yes she's still with this man because it's easy because it's easier to play house with a man that don't really want you than to go out and try to date again and find a man who do. Ooh. Oh, nigga, you dragging. My God. <laughs> also want to ask, Robin, what group trip has your broke ass planned to be critiquing <laughs> Wendy's trip? 
Like, have I missed something? If any of our listeners can tell me when Robin has planned a group trip, like just by herself, not not her and Giselle planning the group trip, not her and some of the other ladies planning the group trip, but what group trip has Robin Dixon planned on her own to have so much criticism for Wendy's trip. First things first, when Wendy planned this trip, Robin, she didn't have your period on her calendar. Mm. So you feeling like you should have special accommodations for a trip you said you wasn't coming on. What have you done? What trips have you planned? In the words of our, our dear friend Curtis, you have no funds. <laughs> you have no monies. <laughs> You have no cash. <laughs> no, you have to bring up that woman finances. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, God. But I mean, I agree. Like, again, again, this all could have been avoided if you would have not came on a trip that you told this woman you did not want to come to. Because honestly, we being real, what purpose do you and Giselle have to come on this trip besides, besides being messy? With no partners. Also that. <laughs> to which, Robin, you are a coward. And you've been nothing but negative and critical of Wendy all season. And you believe she should be quiet for the sake of you not making you feel like everything is confrontational. You keep throwing dirt on this woman's name about everything she does. And she can't be confrontational and aggressive. I also, we are it. back. We are back in this in this pocket where the lighter women keep calling the darker women aggressive for While standing being up the for instigators themselves. and agitators. Yeah, like, it, it's I, very much so colorism because y'all continue to instigate shit up with Wendy, especially you, Robin, and then you go into your pocket of of. Um, white women shtick and pull out all those fucking tears and excuses and victimologies. Come on, victimologies. I just feel like I can't, I can't say anything without her arguing or becoming a thing. Absolutely not, bitch. You don't get to speak on me negatively <laughs> right? and feel like it's gonna be all sunshines and drip drops and lollipops and gumdrops. Right. You you answered your own question. Maybe if you shut the fuck up and leave people alone, then nobody will be get, get confrontational with you. Bitch, if you if you bring the smoke, I'll start a fire. Hello, like never every the, fucking time. Never in the history of niggerdom, which is also how I can tell it's always the one with the white mama. But never in the history of niggerdom has a nigga ever started smoking with a nigga and the receiving nigga not brought the fire. Not never. And so I am you, fucking glad Wendy called. Giselle a bully who can't stand up in her shit. It was time and it's been time. You two bitches are bullies. Y'all are the worst kind of bullies too. You start shit with people and when they strike back, you act like you act like they initiated it. We have seen this over and over again with Robin and Giselle. Y'all have done it to Karen. Y'all have done it to Monique. Y'all tried to do it with Candace. You've done it with Mia. You done it uh, with Wendy this season. Yeah. Only person y'all ain't do it with was Ashley. I mean, and even then, they tried to. 
A little bit. Yeah. I mean, it didn't land because, you know, again, you know, you know, light skin, white woman victimization, birds of a feather. But shit, they have started shit with everybody on this damn show. Every single person. What I, I, and what, then what, cry foul when everybody return the energy, but with more pizzazz. What I always say, you cannot be a mean bitch and a weak bitch at the same time. It don't work like that. No. No, you can't. And this is why I believe that we will never, ever in this franchise again, we'll be lucky if we do, get another housewife like Lanethia Leakes. Right. Because Nene was okay being a villain. Yeah. When she kicked more shit often off, than she not. was okay. More often than not. There have been times, but more often than not, when Nene said some shit or did some shit that was fucked up, she would double down on it. When she said, I shed what I shed. I said what I said. Yeah. Right. Again, she had her moments where she, you know, was was a coward, but more often than not, generally speaking, Nene stood up in her shit. Absolutely. Wrong as fucking all. <laughs> you bitches could stand to learn a thing or two. Which I think that's it for Potomac. Before we go to Love and Marriage Huntsville, speaking of I, I was I was I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw the Peach Report um had interviewed Kenya Moore and she said that you know she doesn't know if she and Nene are friends, but they are certainly not in a bad space with each other any longer. Um, she said that Nene had reached out to her and let her know how much she appreciated her presence um, to celebrate Greg's home going. And she apologized for not being able to stop and really talk with her and greet her. Um, and Kenya said that she hopes in the future she and Nene can certainly build back to a friendship they once had. I don't think that'll ever happen, but maybe it will. Um, I'm going to be honest. I said I wasn't going to watch this 15th season of Real Housewives of Atlanta, but I actually want to see how Kenya is going to behave uh, now that she and I think she and Mark are no longer together. And with a, a majority new cast, I want to see what's going to happen with with Kenya and see if she is if it's going to be the same old mess. I don't think uh, her and Nini will ever. Get back to where they were. Get back to where they were, but I do feel that they can be better. Because I mean, I feel part, they could be cordial. Part because, like, part of it is at least for me, like y'all don't. Because I mean, Nene is not coming back to Real Housewives, which I mean, she deserves. Like, say what you want about you know Bravo, and say what you want about Nene. They played her damn face because Nene, for better or worse, Nene is housewife. She is. Um, she's arguably the most famous housewife of all the franchises, arguably. So, like, I feel like without the mess of the show in between them, I don't, again, I don't feel like they ever going to be, like, buddy-buddy, you know, like that. But I do think they will, or maybe, you know, at least be friendly. Maybe not the best of friends, maybe not full of friends, but friendly. Because they ain't got the show yeah. and everybody else, you know, in between them to, like, keep up the shit. Yeah. Especially yeah, with Cynthia sitting her goddamn instigating ass down some goddamn well finally. 
Yep. Now you want to talk about the snake. Yeah, I agree. Let's let's Lord. You know, love and marriage Huntsville continues to give. Give, give, and mo give and give some more. Even when we exhausted sometimes. <laughs> it gives so much that sometimes it you wish it didn't give. But I believe that it's one of the best reality, one of the best black reality TV shows and one of the best reality TV shows across color lines on TV. I agree. Um, and with that said, we, we're going to jump into the episode because it, the episode opens with the rest of this counseling session with Letitia and, her, and the therapist. And that motherfucker read her down. And Marceau too. Right. And it was needed because Tisha don't listen to nobody. But if you don't understand now that this man is trying to strip you of your independence so that he can have the upper hand in leaving, you, you a damn fool. Like the therapist flat out said that, like not in those exact words, but damn close to it. Like, cause what, cause what he had said, cause what he had said, I forget like what exactly he was like, 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 oh, when it, when he, um, when she brought up the fact that like Martel, I mean, not Martel, uh, I mean, honestly, two people in the pod, but <laughs> Marcel, like she, before she met Marcel, she was like independent and self-sufficient and he wanted her to, to to uh take a step back and not be and be dependent on him and when nigga when i tell you like that even though you know social media don't this shit out when i tell you when she said that shit when i tell you i saw all the red flags because nigga what so let me get this straight let me get this straight so you mean to tell me tisha that before you met this man and married him you were self-sufficient you were independent you had your own goals you had your own stride um dreams you had your own stride and this man came in and told you that fall back on that because he wants you to be dependent on him as a provider, husband, all that shit, all that bullshit that comes with patriarchy. And that's what you, you didn't know red flags pop up when you went. Mm. He met you when y'all, when <laughs> he met you as a college student. How old is Marcel? 41? He older than Tisha, right? Just by like a year or two. It's not no big age gap. He just look okay, older. Okay. I was going to say, he look 85, but that's neither him nor that. Yeah, no, okay, they cool. they met in, in college or something like that. A man that meets you in college wants you to not work, not do anything, just raise kids and be dependent on him, and that's not a red flag to you when he know you have, you've got multiple degrees under your belt. Mm. That don't mm. strike you as odd than a motherfucker. It's it's striking her now, but it might be a bit too late. Um, good for that therapist getting Tisha together, had her in tears. But I want to move on because the bitch always crying. I just 
Martel, you really tried to snake mail out of the 47 acres and you don't got the credit or the finances to do shit with it. You would think, this is how you know this motherfucker ego far outweighs his common sense and logic. Because with your lack of resources, your lack of finances, your lack of credit, you would think you would want to click up with your ex-wife and y'all get that money together. You have the experience being hands-on in construction projects. She got the builder's license, the credit score, and the resources to build on the 40 acres. Who better to break bread with than a motherfucker you have to raise four kids with? Hello? We're going to get to those kids in a minute, but I wanna, I'm want to. i moving a little backwards because I'm really glad Mel called you out for trying to snake her. You have tried to downplay this woman over and over and over and over. And what this divorce has showed you and us is she was the brains of the operation. She was the go-getter. You are divorced now and you don't have shit to show for the years of being married, the years of business y'all did together. You don't have nothing. She got it all. But audacity. She better than you. And she allowed you to be the head of the household in front of people for the sake of your ego. But behind closed doors, you had nothing. And I see why you was cheating. You was trying to replace a hole in your soul. Mm. You don't mm. have nothing without mail. Damn, that's deep. No wonder you keep up so much chaos and calamity. He was trying to replace you a hole with useless. a hole. You worthless. My God, my God, my God. And them poor babies, you ruined your children's lives. Yep. You and that woman are totally divorced and your kids are still still sitting up talking about they wish y'all were in the same household together. Mm. You did that. What a fucking shame. What a pity. You a pathetic, dumb, bald-headed bitch, boy. Woo. Man. You talk about me, Dragon. Nah, damn. You... <laughs> not you read Mart- not you read Martel his his uh his obituary. I'm just saying, like you've been humbled so majorly. And not to mention Mel's brother just dragged you up and down social media last week. Wait, what he did? Yes, Marcus did a YouTube video. He did a side by side. He put he wrote out all the things Martel has and done, and all the things that he has and done. And child, he ain't when it was all said and done. Marcus had dragged Martel by his taint hairs. I just for a man to be as homophobic, misogynistic, and broke as you are. You just never seem to run out of audacity. That must be free for dumb niggas like you. When you can't get shit else as a nigga like Martel, you must be able to get some motherfucking audacity. Because ain't no fucking way, boy. Mm. Audacity and and side babies. Ooh. ESPN 30 for 30. As the condom breaks. I do feel there's some... (laughs) 
I do feel there's some truth to those Marceau rumors. I absolutely do think he has been caught cheating on Tisha and it's about to start making its way directly to the forefront. Like it's been simmering, it's been brewing, it's been bubbling, but he's doing too, he's doing a little too much uh, damage control. Like even when he was talking to Tisha, he like, he like, I mean, if I was able to hide some side babies and cheating right now, good or bad, I don't know. My shit is this and that and the third. No, you did that. Cause ain't a motherfucker alive who haven't been doing some dirt talking about if I was. No, it would just be I ain't I don't have no outside kids because I'm not cheating. You know what it reminded me of? Remember when OJ dumbass wrote that book If I Would Have Did? Yep. That's and it also it it's also giving me like not it's not giving me anything. It's he has yet to come out and just absolutely say, No, I've not been cheating on you. I've not been cheating on you. He giving all these like he like he is he giving all these answers where he like trying to be funny, but it's just making him look goofy. Making him look goofy and his gaslighting her. If mm-hmm. I was doing this, if I was doing that, you believe everything people say. A simple Letitia, I'm not cheating on you. Mm-hmm. I'm not cheating on you. So there's no possibility of any outside outside babies because I'm not cheating on you. Or well, what he said in this episode, he was like, "Whether I, what, whatever I say, uh, truth or a lie, it's already out there. So what's the point?" It's like, no, nigga, he said my story. Point. He said whatever I say, be it the lie or the truth, my story has never changed. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. That don't give your wife confidence in, that you are not out here philandering, nigga. That's not an answer. That's deflection. That's what that is. Um. Mel better at Martell than everything, even fucking softball and baseball. Good God. <laughs> she was she was married to her biggest hater. I we gotta be honest about that. Mel was married to her biggest hater because everything that Martell think he could do, Mel could do better. And I know that just burned chaps his goddamn uh muscled ass booty. He did this his it gotta chap his ass that she is better than him at everything. That's why he keep up so much shit. Even even cheating, because he keeps saying she cheated and we ain't got a lick of receipt yet. She do everything better than you. But I do want to say this. I think it's weird as fuck that everybody brings up Mel and Martell's divorce at anniversary events. And then yeah. they cry about the drama that ensues afterwards. Stop bringing up they fucking divorce. Yeah, see, celebrate what okay, you there to here. celebrate and be fucking quiet. We they here. did this. They did this in Vegas. Brought up Mel and Martell's divorce. It's obvious that Mel and Martell can coexist in the same space with their friends as long as y'all stop nitpicking that they they wound, they scab, they're not healed yet. Neither of them. Leave them the fuck alone. Enjoy the <laughs> event that you invited them to. See, this is my thing. Mel and Martell, why they can be in the same room and be in the same space and coexist because of how both of them are, mostly Martell, um, but Mel too at sometimes. Like, if they gonna have a conflict or argument, they can do that on their own. They shouldn't, but like you just said, both of them are still hurting. Both of them have not healed. Both of them have not moved on. And in the midst of them trying to cope, find a healthy co-parenting balance for the kids, all that stuff, it's fresh. Like you said, friend, it's still fresh. So if they're going to have conflict, they're going to do that on their own. 
they don't need y'all asses instigating the shit by bringing up shit that you know is very touchy and then crying, talking about, oh, shoot, we, we just can't have them in the same room. No, they can be in the same room. Y'all just need to shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's that's my thing. I wanted to take a minute because I we always end up dragging Martel. We drug him for the duration of the, the Vegas episodes. But the fact of the matter is, none of this would be a problem if they would quit trying to psychoanalyze them and their divorce. None of you are health mental health experts. None of you are therapists. None of you are family attorneys or family judges to keep constantly trying to dip your toe in that pond for them. Their divorce is still extremely fresh. They have to be in the same spaces working together and filming because let's be honest, Mel and Martell are the executive producers of this show. This show is their idea. They brought Tisha and Marceau and Kimmy and Maurice on in this season and last season, Destiny and LeBeric, LeDeric, LeSeric, LeHeric, LeSabra. I don't give a fuck. And then this season, they. Buick LeSabra, it don't matter. Buick LeSabra. And this season they brought on Tiffany and Lewis. So the thing is, if Mel and Martell decide to call it quits, y'all won't have no no checks from this show. So I do feel like they are gracious enough to keep allowing the cameras into their life to experience with for majority of their tenure on this show has been downs. We have seen very few ups from Mel and Martell on this show. Mm-hmm. The the only up might have been the birth of that baby, which was still followed by so much fucking drama. We don't even I'd highly doubt they enjoyed that pregnancy and that experience together. But we've seen very few ups from Mel and Martell. So the fact that y'all always get in a in a place like to celebrate anniversaries, and the first thing y'all do is start asking Martell how it feel to be celebrating the anniversary now that he divorced, that's fucking weird to me. Y'all messy as hell. That's what y'all are. Y'all messy as hell. And Martell, you a fucking liar. You are really a, you really the hard ER. <laughs> that nigga said like, he And you he lie to Mel. convince yourself. You are dumb. Talking about he, he, he allowed Mel to file for the divorce to save face. Uh, let me ask you a question. In what world have you allowed a woman to save face when she has had to face your infidelities in front of the world? Down to mm. a fucking outside baby, two of them, one aborted, one here, younger, one child, younger than y'all, youngest daughter. In what world is that allowing her to save face? You didn't allow her to do any fucking thing. She's had to take this shit on the chin. I have a you ain't did that you. girl no fucking favors, you dumbass milk dud head ass nigga. I have a question. You look like a brown Eminem at the head. <laughs> if you were trying to say, if you were trying, if you was trying to get Mel to say face, then why did you go on the Steve Harvey morning show begging for her damn forgiveness? And why you keep lying, talking about you told her to divorce, you said you wanted a divorce first. And that's why they rolled that footage back of you uh, talking about Will. I never, I was always going to let her file. I was never going to be the one to file. Meanwhile, that footage said you was always threatening to be the one to file. 
You didn't want no fucking divorce. If Mel would take you back tomorrow, you would be in Mel's bed. Stop playing in our face. You just got to be honest and say the grass is not greener on the other fucking side. And I, I have talked about this on social media. I've talked about this on some of our other shows. The thing about cheating, and, and I know we don't, you know, Tyler Perry is problematic, but the 80-20 rule is a real fucking thing. You you fucked up your whole home for the 20% that you wasn't getting from Mel. And now the, the lady you had the outside baby with, you're not even with that woman. Y'all got each other blocked all on social media. Mm. You left for the 20 and now you got nothing. Not even a good credit score. Mm. You got nothing. Nothing. You a loser. You're broke. Your credit bad. You can't get a loan. You're dusty. Your suit's too little. You can't even afford to buy no polo shirts that fit. You is a dumbass nigga, and well, it's what you deserve. And I'm happy that Mel gets a front row seat to your unraveling. It's what you deserve. Now, speaking of stupidity, Kimmy and Tisha was stupid in this fucking argument. Didn't understand what the hell they was, was arguing about. It was a dumb fucking argument. Tisha sent a group text to Mel, Destiny, Tiffany, and Kimmy asking for sponsors for the for the Tisha and Marceau Scott Foundation 5K run. Mel and Destiny responded that they would love to sponsor. Kimmy says, you shouldn't have texted me about it. I would have preferred not to be in no group text about it. Kimmy is like, uh, it was just easier to reach out to everybody at once. Kimmy goes, well, you should have called me. He should like, I call you all the time. You can't pick up the phone and call me sometimes. Kimmy goes, well, you know I don't, I never call, so that's why I didn't call. Tisha goes, yeah, I know. That's why I fell back. Because I shouldn't always have to do the reaching out. Then they switch the tables turn for stupidity because then Tisha start talking about some uh, uh, imaginary event that Kimmy has uh, set up and didn't invite Tisha to. And now they arguing about an event that don't fucking exist. Is you hoes stupid or is you dumb? Yes. The answer is yes. That was the most useless fucking argument I've seen. That that, that argument was, okay, we need to fill out time for this episode and we need y'all to argue about something stupid. Because that shit made no sense. At all. At all. Like, at all. Please leave us alone. Please. Which, an interesting thing we saw in the previews from for next week. Um, Martell Mama liked to play both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. She be running around talking about, about Mel gonna always be her daughter-in-law. She gonna always be Mel. She gonna always be that. Then when Marcel when Martell checks her 
for telling the kids that Mel is singing about him because he has tried to make it seem like Mel is the one filling his kids' heads with bullshit about him. Come to find out, it's your ugly-ass mama. Mm-hmm. Your mama talking about I told the kids that they mommy was singing about you. And Martell, like, why would you do that? And she gonna say, well, if you got a problem with it, you need to take that up with your ex-wife. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Girl. Sit y'all's asses down. Please. Leave us alone. Please leave us alone. Yeah. That's that's it for Love and Marriage Huntsville. That's it for us today. We hope you enjoyed us dragging the shit out of some of these people because they is stupid. And if you're going to be stupid, we're going to call you stupid. Correct. And a lot of y'all are stupid. We're going to be back on Halloween. Spooky gonna season, be, It's going to be sp- spook season. Booga, booga, booga. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't stand Jeremy. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>